This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, except they're far better for you. Just one bar has between 130 and 180 calories, 19 grams of protein, and between 3 and 7 grams of sugar. And you can capitalize on this by using our code BIGSHOTS, all one word, for your next Built Bar purchase to get 10% off. Built Bar, join the team. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike Renition, joined by my colleague at Blue Chip Scouting, Devin the Verified Jackson, joined by a special guest today, one of our favorite people in all of 49ers Twitter, Matt Barr. Matt, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I don't know if I should be one of your favorite people on 49ers Twitter. I think there's a lot of people that are better than me, but hey, if that's what you guys like, you know. Different hey, for different hey, folks, this so been, it works. This has been about two years in the year and a half in the making. Yeah, you know, we, we were both working for different. We were all working for different sites when we first started chatting. So, it's been a long time coming. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm really excited to get this going. Absolutely. So, for those that have listened to the podcast for a while, and you know, dating back to around this time last year, Devin and I are bringing back the Dueling Mock Podcast. So. We're starting it with friend of the show with Matt. So Devin and I, in our personal time, went ahead and used uh, two different mock draft simulators for Matt's beloved 49ers. We're going to go back and forth on the picks. Uh, at the end of this, Matt will decide who came away with the better mock shocker. It's going to be me. I'm actually going to flip the <laughs> table this year, and Devin, you won't go undefeated this year. Because uh, last year was on some bullshit. Listen. <laughs> Last year, Josh Uche was my secret weapon, and it, it did not draft. It didn't it did not matter who the the mock was. But uh, listen, man, you're you're not flipping the table. I tell you right now, my draft class is looking good, man. It's looking good. <laughs> anyways, anyways, Matt will decide who wins. But before we get into the picks, uh, just kind of you know, Matt, before we get into into that, what are some of the the key needs that the the Niners need to address through the draft? Oh, man, where do you want to start? Um, really, I think it, it comes down to quarterback. And, you know, we've heard John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan say all these nice things about Jimmy Garoppolo in in public. And it, it's all lip service. It's what they have to say. They can't sit there and say, no, Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. He's not going to be our quarterback Think about the, the Cardinals a couple of years ago. How often were we told that Josh Rosen was their guy while well, they were openly promoting Kyler Murray on their own website? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's just they're playing the game. They're doing what they have to do. Uh, it's, it's the same speech we hear from them every time. And the, and the one phrase they say that drives me nuts is they say they can win with him. They never say they're going to win because of him. And I think that's the biggest, uh, it's the biggest thing. If 49ers fans take a look at his, at his record, his win loss record, then I have to go back to 2017 and count those five games. And they like to look at 13 and three and like, well, he wins, he wins, he wins. I'm like, well, he wins some games, but he doesn't, he doesn't win you a bunch of other games. He's kind of just there while the rest of the team does really well. Uh, he's fine. He's he's an average level starter. But in the NFC West, that now holds Russell Wilson. Well, for now, it holds Matt Stafford in L.A. and Kyler Murray in Arizona. It's a very clear who has the worst quarterback situation in the NFC West, and it's the 49ers. And if they want to compete in that division, they have to upgrade that position, whether it's through the draft, whether it's a trade up, whether they sit pat at 12, whether they trade back, whether they I, they go out and get someone like Deshaun Watson, who is clearly just pretty much like what 10 seconds away from going scorched earth on Houston because of how they're treating his situation. So I think quarterback's the biggest need after that. I think you start getting into stuff like interior offensive line is a need for them. 
Uh, the interior offensive line was just a shuffled deck of cards this year between injuries and guys that weren't playing well. They were shuffled in and out, in and out, in and out. It was never consistent. Uh, if they lose Trent Williams in free agency, which they do, um, you talked about flipping a table. I'm going to flip the table in a different way. If they lose Trent Williams in free agency, uh, left tackle obviously becomes a need. And then on, on the defensive side of the ball, you're looking at, you know, they need secondary help. They absolutely need secondary help. They only have one corner under contract coming into this season. The rest of the guys are either restricted free agents, exclusive rights free agents, or they're just outright free agents. So they have a lot of work to do there. And then they need a, they need a guy to play across from Nick Bosa. That's, that's the biggest need on their defense right now. You can win with average level corners if you have an elite pass rush. I think we saw that with the 49ers in 2019. Uh, Richard Sherman was playing really well, but across from him, it was kind of just a rotating who's got the hot hand right now, and they ran that all year. It worked, but it worked because Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, and D. Ford were all getting after the quarterback. I don't know if we ever see D. Ford take another snap in football. Uh, back injuries aren't something that ever really get better. I, I can so attest just, to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've got, I've got <laughs> some back pain myself. <laughs> I've got some back pain myself. So I, I know I know what D, I don't know what D. Ford is going through because I'm not a professional athlete. That's why I'm talking about a podcast and instead of being on the field. But uh, it, it really, they need to get another edge rusher. And then I think that pretty much rounds out their needs. And after that, they can go best player available. I, you can always, I think you should always draft a wide receiver every year. I don't think that's something you should never not do. Uh, Shanahan, you know, is going to go after a running back late in the draft or in, you know, in, in UDFAs. He's always going to grab one. Uh, but, but those cover out the, the biggest glaring needs the 49ers have right now. Yeah, for sure. And uh, of course, I was just taking a quick look at the the Niners cap space. According to Spot Track, they're just at around like sixteen and a half million. So any of those positions that maybe we can't get at in the draft, you can always try to add in free agency. Although you get a little risky when it comes to positions like corner, like edge rusher, and especially offensive tackle, because those are going to cost you pretty much all of that if you're going to try to get an elite talent. So, Devin, do you want to start first with who you took uh, with your first pick for San Fran? All right, so uh, contrary to what many people have been doing with the 49ers, uh, I did not uh, trade up to get a quarterback, one of the big four quarterbacks. Uh, but I did get a pretty interesting offer from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, basically, uh, we will swap the, the team picks. They will get pick 12, and I get pick 14, as well as pick 172 and a 2022 20, second rounder. Um, and with that pick, I took uh, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina to fill that CB need that uh, the 49ers need. I'm not going to lie. I like that pick. Yeah, I do, too. J.C. Horn, uh, South Carolina guy. The, the, the Shanahan and Lynch regime love South Carolina players. They've taken a bunch of guys out of there. Um, they like that coaching staff, and they like what they, they mold their players into. Corner, like I said, is an absolute need for them, and if they do decide to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo – Corner does make sense in the first round. If you can get someone like J.C. Horn at 14 after you trade back, after you acquire another pick, and a 2022, right, 2022 second. Yeah, yeah that's the years. Because now the years are getting all goofy now. Uh, so they get, they get the 2022 second. There it is. That's a lot of twos in there. there um, that, that's, that's a lot of value. That's a lot of value. And I really like J.C. Horn. Um, not my top corner on the board, but I think it is someone that could come in and step in and start day one for this 49ers defense, because let's be honest, if they're taking a corner in the first round this year, he's going to start day one. 
Definitely. So I went with the exact opposite approach. Uh, I watched how the draft unfolded in my simulation. Trevor Lawrence went number one. Jamar Chase went number two, which meant that I got the my pick of the litter. So I traded up. I traded, and this may be a little bit much, but I, you know, I had to make sure that the Niners came away with the pick. So I sent pick 12, 43, the first rounder next year, and then a third in 2022 and a fourth in 2023 to go up to number three overall and get Zach Wilson out of BYU. Love that pick. I absolutely love it. Um, I had a feeling uh, you would because I know you're a big <laughs> Zach Wilson guy. I am, a, I am a big Zach Wilson guy. I've kind of just written him off as the 49ers are not going to get him. Uh, the 49ers had Adam Peters there, now assistant GM. He was just promoted. Uh, he was in Boise to watch BYU play Boise State when they played that Friday night game. And I was actually the first person to have that information, and I shared it out, and everybody told me I was full of shit. And then, of course, it comes out like, the next day. That happens, eh? Of course, it comes out the next day that Adam Peters was there and all the big media people were reporting. I'm like, oh, I know. I told you guys last night. Um, <laughs> but, I uh, know, he was there early to scout Zach Wilson. The 49ers absolutely love Zach Wilson. Uh, I, he's got elite traits. He can throw on the run. He needs to add about 10, 15 pounds to his frame because he, he's, he's listed at 6'4", 6'5", but he doesn't look it. And he looks – he doesn't look it – extra because he's just so skinny. I think he's need to put on some weight, but he would be a day one starter in the NFL. The issue I have with it is the 49ers loved him so much. They also just sent, well, they didn't send, but Robert Sala is now the Jets head coach yeah. at number two. Um, and he took uh, LaFleur with him, who was one of uh, Kyle Shanahan's offensive assistants, the younger brother of, of Matt LaFleur in, in Green Bay. So they obviously love Zach Wilson, too. They sat through all those same scouting sessions. They had all the same conversations, so they know what this kid is. Uh, I think they take him second overall is what's going to happen. So if you were to trade up to three and get someone like Justin Fields, who, which me and Javi on the 4th and Gold podcast have been saying, watch the quarterback collective. Mike Shanahan runs this group of coaches, and it's all it's all the big young names now, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the LaFleurs, it's Shanahan, it's McVay, it's all these young guys that are coming up in the game. Arthur Smith is a part of it. All these guys are coming up as a part of it, and Justin Fields was a big focus of that. So I think if the 49ers are going to trade up, it's going to be for Justin Fields. I know they love Justin Fields. I know they love Trey Lance. But if they can get trade to three, and that's all it really costs them, a second rounder, a first rounder next year, a third rounder next year, and a fourth rounder two years from now, oh, man. Call it. Just I, let's go. I, I had to take Wilson because I was shocked that the Jets didn't take a quarterback at all. So yeah. having your pick yeah. of the litter is always pretty nice. So absolutely, Devin, absolutely. Devin, you get to to go solo on the second round because I don't have a second round pick now. Yep, yep. You, you traded the whole farm to to get your guy. Not I don't really. Find no, two first <laughs> to go up to go up nine spots and get a quarterback. That's a steal. Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, second pick, uh, you talked about Edge being uh, a need, someone opposite of, uh, is it, it's Nick Bosa, right? Yes. That, that I don't correct. know why. Every time, every time we bring him up, I always confused <laughs> for some reason. Um, but they, they need an Edge opposite of, uh, Nick Bosa, and I decided to go with Ronnie Perkins, the Edge of Oklahoma. Uh, I know he's someone that really came on pretty late in the draft process, but, uh, he's just a monster, uh, and he's someone that kind of has that dog mentality and uh, I think will, will fit nicely into the 49ers defense and, and be someone that's a, a media contributor. Like that, yeah. Derek. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely like that pick. Um, obviously, I can't see who's on the board and stuff for you guys. But but really, um, you know, he's a five tech, and I think he can play the outside. I think the 49ers are going to start moving away from the wide nine because it doesn't work. It leaves so many running lanes just wide open up the middle, and I think we've seen it the last couple of years. Uh, so Ronnie Perkins, yeah, um, more of your uh, kind of traditional I, – I want to say he seems like more of a power guy to me. Yeah. Not necessarily a speed guy. Um, I think the 49ers are ideally looking for a speed rusher off the edge because Nick Bosa is just so strong. So, so strong. I think they want someone that can bend the tackle and get inside. But, but I mean, if, that, if the board falls that way and they get Ronnie Perkins in the second round, I'm not mad about it at all. I like the kid. I think he's got a high ceiling. Um, I just, I'm a little nervous. Can he come in and will it translate right away? Will it translate from the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is he going to come yeah. in and be a 10? Is he going to be a double digit sack guy's first year? Probably not. But then again, how many rookie guys come in and do that? So Nick uh, Bosa, I, I, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, Nick Bosa only got nine sacks. Well, they, that's the thing. He had such a he had such a huge impact, but he only got nine sacks. So so few guys that come in here and rack up those those high sack numbers. But I think Perkins would be a clear upgrade over what they have there right now. Kerry Hyder played last year. He led the team in sacks, but he's an unrestricted free agent. And the Jets have so much cap space that I'm almost convinced Robert Sala is going to pluck all of the guys from the 49ers defense that he loves last year, and he's going to take them to New Jersey with him. So, Devin, I, I hope you don't mind if I swagger Jack and go with the next pick here. So at 102, one of the things that Matt mentioned is a corner, not a lot of you know, uh, you know know corner depth in terms of guys that are left. And uh, unfortunately, going two full rounds without having a pick at 102, uh, let me just see who, who was taken in around there because it wasn't a lot. Uh, yeah, I was watching guys that I really like come off the board, and guys I don't I don't really like. You know, Keith Taylor, Trill Williams were being taken off the board. Those are guys that I felt like were a reach. Um, so with that pick, I decided. Well, given the system that's being run by San Francisco, think about who's running the outside there with Richard Sherman. You're probably not going to bring back Sherman on, on you know, any sort of you know uh, contract because he's going to want big money. So I brought in someone with a similar build in the six foot three, two hundred and five pound corner out of Minnesota, Benjamin St. Just. Had a really rough uh, season in 2019. Came back this year with a vengeance. Played phenomenally for the Gophers. Felt like this was a perfect system for that defense that's being played out there in San Fran. Give me St. Just. Yes. He is one of my crushes that I had down in Mobile. The kid was all over the place. He has insane body control. He stayed with all the wide receivers he was going against. During the game, I think he had his best performance. He had some really good performances during the practices. But during the game, he had like three consecutive pass breakups at one point. I know the quarterback play wasn't stellar down in Mobile. I know Mac Jones didn't play in the actual game itself. But but St. Just stood out. I mean, stood out in a big way. He was wearing the white jersey during practice with that bright yellow helmet. So you knew exactly where he was at all times. And he made his presence known. I really like his play style. And I think getting him in the third round is an absolute steal. I think Mobile is going to have a lot of guys that come out of it that are just, they have no business falling to where they fell. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I'm, I'm convinced of this, that, that NFL front offices are made up of dinosaurs and these guys just don't pay attention. They don't adjust. It's the same people that are being recycled throughout the league over and over and over again. They don't make adjustments. And St. Justice just, I love that kid so much. He's a good, good football player. I 100% believe he'd be a day one starter. He's perfect for their cover three system. You know, D'Amico Ryans is coming in. It's his first year as a defensive coordinator in San Francisco. It's his first year as a defensive coordinator, period. I mean, this guy was playing in the NFL, what, five, six years ago? And he's already risen to defensive coordinator. A lot of people question that move. 
Was it a year early? Maybe. But if he didn't do it this year, you were going to lose him next year. Mm-hmm. So a move the 49ers absolutely had to make. And I think he's going to try, come in and try and run a very similar system because he learned under Sala. And St. Joe's just, he, it's a plug and play guy. I absolutely love that pick if 49ers can get him. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the two picks that you could have had with the 12th and 43rd pick that were traded to get Zach Wilson. So the Dolphins, uh, since I can see the thanks to the folks at the Draft Network, uh, the Dolphins selected Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State, and Trayvon Merrig, the safety out of TCU. I think he'd rather have um, Wilson in that case. Yeah, I'm good out of those two guys. Like, I love Micah Parsons, and Micah Parsons might end up being one of the best linebackers in the NFL, but, like, the 49ers already have Fred Warner. So, you know, what they don't... they don't draft misses ever? Ever. I had like a fifth <laughs> on him. Yeah, no, Fred Warner is he he's just he's he's the best linebacker in the NFL. I'll fight just about anyone on that over the internet. I'm not actually gonna fight you, so please don't ask me for my address. I'm not gonna meet you in Temecula. Like it's not gonna happen. Like, you know, it's just I love Fred Warner and I think Micah Parsons is kind of with all the needs they have across the roster, picking a linebacker at twelve for the 49ers just feels like a little bit of an overlap and clearly the best player available at that point. But how much value does it bring? And I, don't, I wouldn't like that pick for the 49ers there. All right, so, Devin, who did you get at 102 for the Niners? Well, uh, you talked about interior offensive line uh, being a need for the 49ers. And uh, there was this guy that uh, was a star down in Mobile uh, that was interior offensive line. So I got Quinn Miners at 102 Ooh. for the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. Belly Boy, another standout in Mobile. He looked great throughout practices coming from, was it University of Wisconsin, Whitewater? Yeah. I'm correct? Yeah. Man, this kid can play. He's, 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 they called him Belly Boy because he literally wore a jersey that, like, he looks like he's wearing one of those Zeke Elliott, like, crop tops, but he's not in shape like Zeke is, so his belly's just, wow, hanging out Loved all it. day in practice. It was, it was fantastic to watch. And he was going up against some dudes, and he was stonewalling the whole time. I thought the offensive and defensive lines that I'm over were really, really impressive. That's why I spent most of my time watching, just because it was so fascinating to watch those guys go back and forth. Uh, yeah, it, Miners would step in and be day one starter, center, guard, whatever you wanted him to do. He could do either one. Uh, with the way the 49ers are kind of structured right now, he'd probably be starting center, which is a huge position in Shanahan's offense. So when you when you guys are sitting here taking dueling like crushes I had down in Mobile. This is like neck and neck right here. This is tough for me to choose which one I like. Because St. Joseph stood out so well, and so did Miners. So I really, really like both of these picks, and they both fill a huge need for the 49ers. Now, if you don't mind, Devin, I, I technically have a bit of a two-for-one. So I have the, the Niners pick at 117, and then I was offered a trade in round four with the Browns that I just had to accept. So starting off with pick 117, I also went interior offensive line, figured that they could get someone with a bit of uh, position flexibility, guard, center, power scheme, doesn't really matter. I went with Ben Cleveland out of Georgia, just an absolute brutalizer on the interior of the offensive line. Yeah, I like Cleveland out of Georgia too. Um, Good player, good player. My only issue is Shanahan doesn't value guards. He doesn't value guards. Myers comes in and plays center. Shanahan doesn't value guards, so I don't think that's something they would do. It's something they should do. They need to start valuing guards because clearly guard play lost them in the Super Bowl because Lincoln, Tom- Lincoln Tomlinson has actually had a, has had a couple good years, and he will probably earn himself an extension in San Francisco. Um, but he's just been, you know, above average. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been terrible. 
but he's just been pretty good. Um, but upgrading the other side of that too, you know, that can help McGlinchey. McGlinchey had a rough year, but McGlinchey was also kind of out on an island all year long because the right guard rotated so many times. He had no, no confidence and no, no juice with that guy next to him. So I, I don't hate the Cleveland pick. I, I think you're right. I think he's more of a power scheme guy to me. And I think he's going to be kind of your pulling guard. You can definitely, definitely run block, which is so, so crucial for Shanahan's offense to get operating, especially if they have a quarterback that is limited like Jimmy Garoppolo and can't push the ball down the field. You have to be able to run the ball to keep ahead of the chains because you can't get to third and 12 and consistently convert that. So well, no teams really can, but I'm much more comfortable with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes converting third and 12 than I am with the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't hate the pick. I, again, it, feel, it fills a need. You guys are filling needs right now. It's just, it's, it warms my heart to see all these mock drafts where everybody just fills needs because that's, that's ultimately what the draft is about because this is where you get the cheap guys you can keep on a contract for four years and kind of just plug and play. Um, Cleveland might be a day one starter. He might not. I'm not sure how, how his game is going to translate to the next level, but I don't hate the pick at all. Now, Devin, if you don't mind, can I also do the the pick that was traded so that I could get back into round four as well? Is that all right with you? All right. So I was sitting there. I was waiting for the simulation to come through, and the Browns uh, offered me a trade when they came up at 132. And this was just such a no-brainer. I absolutely had to accept this pick. So they were offering me their uh, round four picks, so pick 132 for my round five pick, 182, and a fifth rounder next year. I take that in a heartbeat. You're costing me a, a, a midday three pick to move up 50 spots? Absolutely. So I traded up, and you mentioned edge, and you need someone that's a little bit more of a speed rusher, ready to produce day one, and I think is going to be a better pro than he was in college. I just wrapped up his eval last night, actually. Dalen Hayes out of Notre Dame. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're filling needs. Filling needs, filling needs, filling needs. Um, I, I like this kid. You said it. He's, he's very much a speed rusher. He's the guy that can come off the edge from day one. He's not going to be an every-down player. But again, that's why you pay Eric Armstead $17 million. You're going to have Nick Bosa on the edge every play. Eric Armstead, you can have him on the edge on base downs, but as soon as you need a pass rusher to come in and play 20, 30, 40 snaps a game, that's when you're going to go to someone like Dalen Hayes. So I like that pick because, again, it's, it's someone you can bring in. You know, he's six, what, 6'4 six, almost? 6'4, like 255. There it is. Is what I got. There it is, yeah. And he's obviously going to come in. And as long as you ask him to put his hand in the dirt, He's going to be fine. He was used you... weird at Notre Dame, which throws him off. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's 125 on my board, so this was perfect value for him. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I Like I said, I can't shake a stick at this pick because it fills a need, and it, it's a guy that I think can come in and play situationally and learn his rookie year and not be leaned on to be a guy that produces a ton immediately. So, I again, I mean, these are, you guys are going to make this really hard for me to choose. You guys are crushing <laughs> these picks. All right, so Devin, you are up next. I believe it's pick 156 is their next one? No, so I I have pick 117 as Oh, yeah, well. you do have 117. My apologies. Um, but I actually got a, a pretty interesting trade offer from the Atlanta Falcons. They gave me pick 149, 181, 183, and 189 to get Kyle Trask. So. They can have him. Yep. <laughs> so, well, uh, in, in turn. In your situation, you have Garoppolo and I have Wilson, so yeah, they can have they can have Kyle Trask. So in turn, uh, five picks later, I used uh, 
like three or four of those picks um, plus a 2022 seven to get back up to 122 as well as 148. Uh, and then for pick 122, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a need, but uh, there was a guy on the board that, that I really like on the defensive side of the ball, has some versatility as a safety, uh, you know, played in the box quite a bit as well. And, and that's James Wiggins out of Cincinnati uh, that I picked at 122. Why do you got to make it so hard for me to beat you, Devin? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, another another good player. Um, I think he does fit a need. Jaquaski Tart is going to be a free agent this year. I don't think he is back. I really don't think that's going to be someone that they see. Um, Wiggins much more of a much more of a playmaker than either the safeties the 49ers have right now. I, I've long said that the 49ers have the safest safeties in the league. Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart aren't going to lose you games. But they're also not going to do a ton of stuff that has you winning games. Um, you know, he he played corner in high school, so he definitely has some of the cover speed. Uh, it's just it, the injuries kind of weigh into it a little bit. But again, that's why he's falling down the draft board, right? You're not taking him on day two, you're not taking him early day two. You kind of, you know, it's it's a guy that can do it. Um, I, I absolutely love his ability to just get into the box and hit folks, though. Guy crushes people. Guy absolutely crushes people. And Cincinnati is going to be one of these. One of these programs that we look at in the next couple of years, they're going to start churning out some really good pros, and people are going to have to start paying attention to Cincinnati because oh, next year they might have three first rounders. Like exactly, exactly. And so this is one of those this is one of those programs that's up and coming right now, and I like a lot of the players that are coming out of there. So yeah, Wiggins, I mean, he, he does fill a need. Maybe not their top need, but it is a need, especially if Tart because you know Jimmy Ward played more of your your floater free safety. If Tart was more of your in the box guy, you're gonna lose that guy. Bring him in. And Wiggins can also, I think, is, is versatile enough that they can slot him in if they want to run like a nickel kind of third linebacker-ish sort of guy. I think Wiggins can play that role. Um, the guy I've fallen in love with the most through this draft process for that role specifically is Divine Diablo out of Virginia Tech. I absolutely love Fantastic his play. Name. Best name in the draft. We just talked to him on the 4th and Gold podcast last week. He's a phenomenal kid. He's super humble. He's super nice. Uh, he had a blast talking about how he intercepted Trevor Lawrence when they were playing. Um, he, he, he's really smart. He was calling plays down in Mobile. So that's really my ideal guy for the 49ers for this role is Divine Diablo. He's also huge. Not yeah. to get away from Wiggins, but Divine <laughs> Diablo is like a large human being. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a linebacker playing safety, essentially. Correct. He can move, and he said, he's like, he's like, the number one thing I want to do is come to the NFL and shut down tight ends. And if you've seen how important tight ends have become to offensive schemes over the last couple of years – you need that guy on your roster. But if I'm going to take consolation prize here and get Wiggins, I'm not mad about it at all. And, and to move back five picks and load up on all those other picks and, and do some maneuvering, that's a, that's, that's a very John Lynch-esque thing to do. So, Devin, I really think you nailed the John Lynch portion of this draft where you just trade a whole bunch of picks and then you trade right back up because that's exactly what John Lynch always does. So I, I really appreciate that. When, when we had um, uh, Nick Price, who's a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan, on last year to talk to do this with the Ravens, I tried to emulate DaCosta and and Ozzie Newsom so much that it ended up working the exact opposite way because I avoided picking LSU players, and then they went ahead and picked three. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, so I, Devin, I think... my next pick is at one fifty six. When was yours? Your next one forty eight. Okay, so you go yeah. next. So that was part of the deal that I said last. Now, I want to preface this by saying that this is not a top quarterback, and I don't know exactly how you're going to feel about this, but 
Uh, there was a quarterback there that, that intrigued me in round five, uh, and I went with Jamie Newman for the 49ers. Oh, if you could see Matt's face right now. I really, 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 really want to like Jamie Newman. I really do. I'm in love with this kid's physical traits. I'm in, I think he's got some of the best physical traits out of all the quarterbacks in the draft. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He can throw the ball a country mile. He struggles reading defenses. He struggles turning his back to the defense and then coming back and having his brain reset to how the picture completely changed. Jamie Newman down in Mobile had some of the best throws of the week that we saw. He was dropping the ball in the bucket 30 yards downfield. And then he had some ones where he had a dude running wide open over the middle, and he just airmailed it to the safety. Richie Grant was just living off intercepting Jamie Newman all week. That's what he did. He was just enjoying himself intercepting Jamie Newman. Um, I, I think Jamie Newman in the right system can succeed. I think he's absolutely a backup to start. There's no way you trust him to come in and, and be a starter day one. If the 49ers are going to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo, I actually don't hate this pick just because they do need a solid backup. Nick Mullins is a restricted free agent, but we kind of I think we've seen the peak of Nick Mullins. We know what he is at this point. C.J. Beathard, he's uh, an unrestricted free agent. They know what C.J. Beathard is at this point. I, I don't foresee them spending money to keep these guys around. So if Shanahan decides he wants a project and you think he can take the physical tools Jamie Newman has and mold them and teach him how to read a defense, because he didn't play this year also. So, you know, he had that year off, which might have thrown him for a little bit of a loop. I, Yeah, not one of the top guys at all. Definitely a backup to start. But I think the physical tools are there. It's, it's about getting the processing, processing up to speed and getting him the ability to read a defense effectively. Like I said, I really, really want to like Jamie Newman. I went in the most excited to watch Jamie Newman out of all the quarterbacks, including Mac Jones at the Senior Bowl, because I wanted to see what he had. And it's just, it's not all there yet. But that's why you're spending what? What, what is one, 148? Is that a fourth rounder? Fifth rounder? Fifth rounder. Fifth rounder, yeah. Day three pick. Go for it. Day three is where you start take, That's where you start swinging for the fences on day three. You're going to find a lot of value in day three, but also this is where you go and get like, Shit, maybe we can turn this guy into something, and you just go after him. So I, I yeah, let's 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 do it. Let's get Jamie Newman on the squad. All right, now Devin, do you have another pick before one fifty six? Uh, nope. All right, so I, have one, I pick at one sixty three, but you can go okay. ahead. So at one fifty six, I was watching the board unfurl, and of course, I'm going off of the the basis that the Niners are going to do the smart thing and bring back Trent Richardson. I think of your top free agents, it's probably your top priority trying to replace a Trent, left Trent, Trent Williams, right? What did I say? Yeah, you Trent said Trent Richardson. Richardson. <laughs> Jesus. All right, I need a coffee. Yes, Trent Williams. Yeah, don't don't. Trent Richardson is no one's top priority. Trent Williams is what I meant to say. Because uh, we saw what Washington had to do last year, trying to replace Trent, Trent mm. Williams. I almost said it again. Trying to replace <laughs> Trent uh, in the middle of day three. So don't do that. Uh, I have a feeling they'll bring him back even on like a one-year deal with you know with extra money just to make sure he's on board. But, you know, he has had some injury concerns in the past. And you do want to make sure that just in case you have someone that you can develop potentially into a starter because Trent's not getting any older – sorry, not getting any younger – so I went with a kid that you definitely would have gotten a chance to look at firsthand in Mobile, and I didn't know that you were actually live in the Senior Bowl. 
But I saw this unheralded left tackle. I had never heard of him going into the week. I looked him up after the first day of practices, and I had more Twitter followers than him. So that's how I knew he was flying under the radar. But he was dominating every pass rusher that was sent his way in the one-on-ones. I went with Jalen Moore out of Western Michigan. Yeah, Jalen Moore. Um, he kind of had a rough first day, but he really picked it up towards the end. Uh, I, I think he played very well down at Mobile. Um, I, I think the offensive line won in Mobile. Yeah. Over the defensive line. I think overall they had a much better week than the defensive lineman did. Um, yeah, Jalen Moore is one of those guys. That he, he didn't stand out as much as some of the other bigger names. And by bigger names, I mean guys like, all right, you guys can help me out here. Dylan, is it Redunds? It's Radens. Radens? Yeah. Radens? Okay, Radens. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, so I, I was happy to see Jalen Moore get out there and play really well. Um, but there were some guys that played better than him. But, again, we're talking round five. We're talking day three. So this is where you go get guys. And, you know, if McGlinchey falls off a cliff again this year, you're going to need a guy. I don't think tackle is a position the 49ers could ignore this year. Mm-hmm. Even if it's on day three, even if it's in free agency, whatever it is, they need to go get somebody else. Because if you gotta, if you got to grab the hook on McGlinchey, you can't be sliding somebody like Daniel Brunskill out there. I like Daniel Brunskill. I don't but know I like who that guard. is. So. Exactly. Exactly. I like Daniel Brunskill, but I like him as a guard. So you don't want to be sliding him out there. We've, we've seen Justin School, you know, kind of struggle to adjust to the NFL level. So this is where you go get guys, camp bodies, competition. You just want to push everybody because, you know, as, as we used to say, steel sharpens steel, right? So you want to make sure you get guys in there that are pushing each other because if you just let these guys kind of coast and there's no competition behind them because they're former first-round picks, then what are they going to do? What are they going to do? So, so Jalen Moore, is, I think it's a good pick, too. I like I, Jalen Moore more than I like Walker Little, so I will say that. Interesting. interesting. I don't like Walker Little. I, I, have, I haven't done my full homework on Walker Little yet, so I'm not exactly sure where oh, I stand he won't on be, He won't be anywhere near available in round five. But. Oh, no, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. So that's what I said. I haven't done my homework on him yet. I haven't been able to put kind of my mm-hmm. where I think he should go in the draft. But I think that's, that's, that seems like a little bit of a bold statement. Oh, but yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't hate it at all. All that bullshit. That's what Twitter's for, right? So podcasts are for. Just throw your just throw your spaghetti statements at the wall and see what sticks. I love uh, it. Yeah, our our good friend uh, Mark Schofield says that when you have a, uh, a a hot take, you put it in a pod so that the, the you know it can't be thrown back at you later. <laughs> oh, I love Mark. Yeah, that's like Mark's great. Man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start using that one too. We said it on the pod. <laughs> you can't throw it at me later. So exactly. people start screen recording our clips and then throwing them back at us. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So Devin, when's your next pick? Because I have one seventy three. So, uh, yet again, I was busy on the trading block. Uh, so I, uh, got a swap pit picks basically 156 for 163 for the Raiders. They also gave me pick 204 for pick 238. So anyway, uh, with pick 163, um, I went with a guy that was on the offensive side of the ball. I know there's not a lot of uh, quote unquote needs for the 49ers like on on the offense side of the ball but like we just said you, you pick guys to to come in and and you know compete and uh a guy that intrigued me in this process and and someone I think could uh be a nice fit in the 49ers offense is uh North Carolina receiver Daz Newsom. Let's go. Let's absolutely go because we know Shanahan does not like to use his wide receivers as wide receivers when he doesn't have a quarterback that can get him the ball that way. We saw Brandon Ayuk take handoffs out of the backfield. We've seen Debo Samuel become basically a glorified running back. Daz Newsom kind of fits that role, too. When you put those three guys on the field at the same time, that is hell on earth. 
for defensive coordinators because you have no idea which one of the three of them is going to get the ball. You have no idea where they're going to get the ball. In the backfield, is it going to be a sweep? Is it going to be a reverse? Is it going to be a slant? Is it going to be a go? You don't know what it's going to be. I love Daz Newsom coming on North Carolina. I think this kid is tailor-made for the Shanahan system. I think he's absolutely built to play in it, which scares the hell out of me because Green Bay runs it. Tennessee runs it to an extent. The Rams run it. Now Atlanta's going to run it. So there's just there's so many different teams that now run this system. Cincinnati runs it to an extent. Like there's just so many teams that are going to want to go out and get guys that fit in it. If the 49ers can land Daz Newsome, I think that's a home run, especially if it's on day three. And like I said, you should draft a wide receiver, at least one wide receiver, every single year. Kendrick Bourne, uh, unrestricted free agent, he may be back. He may not be back. I'm not sure what he's going to command on the open market. But, Mike, like you were saying, $16.5 million isn't a ton of money to spend. Can you go spend $4 million of that on your third wide receiver? Probably not. Probably can't afford to do that when you have other holes in the roster. So they're actually going to have to look to the draft to rebuild the wide receiver core. Uh, love Debo Samuel, but Debo has also shown that he can't stay on the field consistently. Part of that is the fact that they have to use him as a running back. And they have to hand him the ball in the backfield. It takes a bunch of big hits. But, yeah, Daz Newsom. I'm in love with Daz Newsom. So I'm so happy. I'm so happy when you guys snagged him because he's he's one of my draft crushes this year. So I'm, I'm really pumped about that. All right. So, Devin, you, you don't have another pick before 173, right? No, we both have pick 173. All right. So I'll go with 173. I went with a similar idea with my next pick. Daz Newsom was not available with the pick, but I did go with the same idea. Went with a receiver. Matt, we out here playing Madden. We just going to have a whole bunch of really fast, shifty guys that, that can be used in, in a number of ways. And I know you're going to love this player because he has possibly one of the best names in the draft. And Devin already knows where I'm going with this one. I got the wide receiver out of Indiana, Mr. Uh, hang on. I want to make Elias Wap Fillier. His first name is actually Mr. So there you go. Mr. Okay. Yeah. So Mr. Um, this is one of the guys I haven't had a chance okay. to really take a look at. Um, 2019 led the big uh, 10 in, in receiving yards, receptions. The only thing he didn't lead uh, in was touchdowns. He brutalized Michigan state for, I believe 13 catches for over 200 yards did the same to Rutgers uh, this year. He had a bit of an up-and-down year. Uh, Ty Freifogel was their leading receiver this year because of different things involving injuries at quarterback as well. You're talking about a guy, I want to make sure I got the measurements right. I know he's not the biggest. Uh, hang on, Wap Fillier. 5'11", 185, kind of that shifty slot guy, mm-hmm. really good route runner, fantastic hands. You put him on the field, you don't have to worry about re-signing Kendrick Bourne, and you just have him and Debo running across in the slant. Good luck having to defend that. Yeah, I haven't done my full deep dive on him. Um, I, I, oh, sorry. I, but, uh, so his full name is Mr. Elias D'Angelo Wap Fillier. That is just, yeah. Um, I, I still take Divine Diablo as the better name out of it. Yes. Um, but uh, no, that's a, that's a fantastic name. It's like That almost sounds like one of those uh, uh, Key and Peel skits where they're out there and they're just announcing themselves as draft picks at the most, the more and more ridiculous names that come out. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I do know the kid's going to play out of the slot, and I think the 49ers do need that. They need a guy that can shift kind of all over, because, but I think Ayuk and Debo are, are best at being on the outside. I think they're best at the outside yeah. because they can they can do much more than just be a slot receiver. I, I think I think Wap would fill in really nicely in the slot. Like you said, they get rid of Kendrick Bourne. 
Uh, are they going to move on from Richie James? Are they going to move on from Trent Taylor? Are they going to move on from all these other guys? You don't know, but most of the guys that they're looking to move on from are slot receivers. So that is a, that is a position of need to an extent. Again, it's it's you know it's not necessarily plug and play for for the Shanahan receiving core. You still have to be able to play, and you still have to be able to get open. But it's just it's, it's further down in the needs. But again, that's why we're here in round five, round six. I I I I, I can get down with it. I can get down with it. catches in his in his last career game against Mississippi in a bowl game. There it is. There it is. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's impressive. And I think I think for someone for someone if, again on on your in your draft you had them taking Zach Wilson. So obviously they're yeah. moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo if they get Zach Wilson. I think that's a given. They're gonna cut him that day or trade yeah. him during the draft at some point. Whatever it is. Um, Zach Wilson, I think, would be able to utilize him very, very well. And I think that would be a good combination. And I always enjoy bringing in rookie wide receivers with rookie quarterbacks or rookie tight end with a rookie quarterback so you can let those guys grow together. So I think that would actually be not a terrible pick there. And, you know, if you can't get Dez Newsome, that's that's not a bad backup plan. I have him grouped similarly with kind of those same type of Shanahan receivers kind of early day three uh, that, that we've seen them go with guys like Demetric Felton, who's currently playing running back at, at UCLA, but he's going to be a wide receiver at the next level, and Amari Rogers out of Clemson. That kind of uh, like bigger uh, running back, you know, build, but you can play in the slot. I think it's a perfect fit. Uh, Kyle Krabs ha- has him as a you know ideal role slot receiver in a Shanahan style offense. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Amari Rogers. Um... I don't know. Not a huge fan of his. Demetri Felton, to me, is Antonio Gibson from the Washington football team. Yeah. I think that's going to be I a role that he finds himself there, in. But... Yeah, Demetri Felton is a guy that he played exclusively wide receiver in Mobile. He lined up. He did all the wide receiver drills. Um, he, he's very clearly going to be a big part of a short passing game for whatever team takes him. Amari um, Rogers had a really good senior bowl game. I don't think he had a great senior bowl week. Practices, I think he looked a little rough. He was getting when, – when he got beat, he kind of just quit on his route. If he couldn't beat the guy in his first or second move, he's kind of like, all right, cool. Like, I'm not going to get open this play. Well, that's going to happen a lot in the NFL. Once you start playing NFL quality players, there's there's going to be times where a guy just shuts you down for a while, and I, it's, it just seems like his body language dropped a little bit when he would get beat. So I'm not a huge I'm not huge on Amari Rogers. I love Demetri Felton. I love that guy. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I can get down with it. I'm with it. All right, so Devin, my next pick is at 196. The other reason I ask this is because you've been trading up and down the board like a madman, so I, I can't keep track of what picks you have. Sorry about that. Uh, but, yeah, I got two <laughs> picks uh, coming up in between that, uh, 173 and 181. Uh, but I'll go with my first pick at 173. I'll just do them both at the same time and, and let you hear. Here, uh, and you can give your thoughts, Matt. But 173, I went with a guy that I personally like, uh, one of my my guys in this draft class, uh, and, and someone else to kind of fill that edge need. And I went with Janarius Robinson from Florida State. And then at 181, uh, I wanted to continue to fill that need at corner, so I went with Thomas Graham from Oregon. I hate you, man. I love you, but I hate. You. <laughs> yeah, those are those are two solid solid picks there. Especially again, you know, we're, I'm gonna keep harping on this, but day three, uh, Robinson, he, he's six five, two seventy, two sixty, something like that. Um, I, I think he's 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 best started to be kind of a base end, 
So he's going to be more of your Eric Armstead type, which is fine. It's not a bad role to have. You need to have those guys on your roster. Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to to play pure edge once it becomes a passing down. But again, you still need those guys, and, and, and injuries happen. Injuries absolutely happen. So if what, what let's say the 49ers take him, and for whatever reason they don't get that speed rusher role filled, you get Robinson. You can put you can leave him out on the edge on on third down, and you can slide Armstead back into the middle where he belongs as a pass rusher, which is on the interior, and you can just let Robinson pick, all right, just set the edge, occupy the tackle, we'll take care of the rest. And, you know, you need the, you need guys like that. So I actually don't hate that pick. And then, uh, man, who's the, who's the kid out of Oregon real fast again? I got to look. Thomas Graham. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not well, I like huge the on Oregon. Of that. I like that sound. I'm not, I'm not huge on, on Oregon corners and, and, and secondary. He's a little bit of a smaller guy, you know, sitting there at 5'10". Is he going to play slot? Is he going to play outside? I'm not exactly sure where he completely translates right now. But, again, it's just one of those late-round picks where you've got to kind of just take a flyer on a guy. I know he's a premier athlete, so at least you can get him on the field and see what you're going to do. In worst-case scenario, you've got a really solid special teams player. So at this point in the draft, you're really just trying to fill out the back part of your roster, right? You're not expecting any of these guys to come in and set the world on fire. No one comes in. No one. No, the Patriots didn't draft Tom Brady at 199 and expect him to go on and win six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls, whatever it is. No one expected that at a 199 pick. You're just kind of trying to fill out your roster and get the best players available and take swings. So you know that he could end up working out, but I think he would be a guy that's going to push the other corners. And with the way the 49ers are constructed right now, with how you know kind of shallow they are at corner, he could end up seeing a lot of a lot of action. I don't hate the picks, Devin, but I think I don't know. I, I, I would prefer having Watt Fillier over either of the guys you just mentioned, I'm, but that's just me. I might be a little biased. That's extremely uh, biased considering <laughs> one of those dudes is six five, two seventy, but <laughs> All right. Well, I came back on the board at one ninety six and Devin addressed this position a little earlier. I didn't like the value uh when I came on the board, and then I noticed it when I was back on the board at 196 that there was a player sitting at almost 100 picks worth of value for me. I have him at 98 on my board. Uh, you need a potential safety, whether or not you know, you said Jaquasti Tart, whether or not he's back, Jimmy Ward. They're kind of, as you said, the safety safety tandem. And, you know, if I'm correct me if I'm mistaken, there have been some injury concerns amongst that group as well, right? Correct. Correct. Well, you're going to need someone that can fill in in a pinch, and I don't know how Tyree Gillespie from Missouri was still sitting there at 196, but as soon as I saw that, he was no longer sitting there. <laughs> I thought this was a great pick. Kind of that hybrid safety can do a little bit of everything and contribute on special teams, which on day three, you need special teamers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something, something can be overlooked. Uh, uh, Tyree Gillespie, uh, Gillespie, I can never say that name. Me neither. Whenever I, I'm on a podcast, I would say Gillespie or something. I don't know. I just messed it all the way up. Uh, no, I think I, I like this pick too because again, you said you need guys that are going to fill out the roster. You need guys that are going to be able to play special teams. You also need guys that can step in and play in a pinch. And and really, I think that the way he's going to translate to the next level is more of your kind of hybrid guy. He can hit a little bit. He can cover a little bit. He can do a little bit of everything. And in that way, he kind of reminds me of Jimmy Ward because Jimmy Ward is one of those guys where they ask him to play so many different positions and wear so many different hats. Just because of the the problems they have in their secondary, 
Gillespie could be a guy that comes in and, and maybe does a little bit more of that. I think he's a little bit more of a natural in the box. I think he plays close to the line of scrimmage, which if they're moving on from Squasky Dart, maybe he does come in and compete for that role. You know, they've only got Marcel Harris on the roster right now that can really push to be a, a box safety uh, from what they have currently on the roster. So I, I think any competition you can bring in at this point is good. So, I, you know, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I have no major qualms. Now, we are going to speed things up. We are running a little bit long, Matt, so we are going to kind of go through these next couple of picks a little faster than we've been doing so far. Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. All right, so uh, 196, uh, I got, you know, one of those late-round guys. uh, Guy extremely shifty, uh, quick, uh, quick into the hole. I went with a running back, and I went with Javian Hawkins from Louisville at 196. Great. It's great. Yeah, anytime Shanahan can get his hands on a fat on a fast running back late in the draft, you know he's gonna be able to put him to use. So yeah, I'm with it. Alright. I uh Devin, what's your next pick? Because I have two twenty four. I have two oh four and then two twenty eight to finish it off. Uh All right. at two oh four. Uh I went with an, another safety, uh someone that's probably gonna be more of a special teams guy, kinda fine for a roster spot, but I really like this film. I thought he did a solid job in mobile. Uh and I went with Christian Uphoff from Illinois State. Uh, at 204. Yeah, he was one of the smaller school guys that showed up and played really well. Another guy that is a lot bigger than he looks. Him and when him and Diablo were both on the field at the same time, it was very clear they were the biggest safety duo they were going to put out there in Mobile. Uh, I, I, I I like that pick. I think he'd be an immediate special teams contributor. I went with uh, 224. I figured I could get someone that could uh, contribute on special teams as a returner. And again, I mentioned this with a pick earlier. We're playing Madden out here, Matt. We're going to go five wide, just have all the shifty route runners and guys that are threats after the catch. No idea how he was still available at 224. Looking at where I have him on my board, he's in around like the one, he's in around like 140, 150-ish. Jalen Darden out of North Texas, just an absolute video game of a player. Uh, the only like thing, <laughs> the only Devin thing, guy. the only thing I want out of out of the 49ers this year is to spend a seventh round pick on a kick returner because their kick returning situation has been miserable. They thought they had it figured out without Jalen Garden. I haven't. I oh, haven't. you're gonna have a blast when you get to him. All right, you said North Texas, right? North Texas. So they've already got North Texas boy and Jeff Wilson Jr. on on the roster. So I'm Five, sure you welcome him to the Get him the ball in space and just let him have fun. He he made I think it was Devin was it SMU where he did like a half spin move that took three players out of the play. Uh, I don't think it was SMU, but it was it was one of those games. Yeah, I, I think it was against a, an AAC team, and he he caught the ball on, on a comeback and did a half spin and took three defenders out of the play just with a half spin. Actually, my, I, I think guy. it was SMU. Yeah. Actually, it was it was dirty. Like it, it's it's like he's controlling a joystick playing Madden in real life. Uh, I, I just imagine that Shanahan's going to love him. All right, Devin, Absolutely. You, you have 228. I have t- uh, 234. Okay. Uh, my last pick of the draft uh, is a guy that, um, you know, he has some, some off-field issues for sure, but I, you know, he, he kind of stood out to me. And Tennessee players have that kind of mantra of being exactly better pros. Then uh, they are, you know, being better pros than they were in college. I took Bryce Thompson, the DB out of Tennessee. Uh, he's a guy that plays uh, snaps at linebacker, safety, corner, um, plays slot corner. He can do a little bit of everything. 
you got to worry about, like I said, off the field issues, but on the field, he, he looked pretty good in, in a volunteer uniform. I'm with it. Anybody that can be versatile and can play multiple positions on your defense in the seventh round is obviously going to be a day one contributor on special teams as well. So I think that's something you absolutely have to go and get. And, and you know, seventh round is made for take the best athlete on the board and see if you can turn him into a football player. That's really what it is because then, then, you know, the UDFA falls into, well, these guys are good football players, but they're not great athletes. So let's go grab those guys. So round seven is made for athletes. UDFA is made for football players. So take a swing on this guy and just see what happens. I went with a bit of a different approach. Uh, again, there were guys that I, I would have loved to have at 234. I think Jamar Jefferson went three picks before, which would have been amazing mm. to get because I have him as a day two value, and getting him in round seven would just be amazing. Unfortunately, I missed out on him. I kind of went the same route that Devin did in terms of taking a guy that personally I will pound the table for. Uh, a local kid had a bit of a rough day one uh, in the Senior Bowl. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge got him a lot. Uh, but really bounce back day two and day three. Local kid, Cameron Bynum out of California. Uh, he's working a little bit more. I've, I've talked to him since he wants to, to work on position flexibility, work more in the slot. Been asked if he can play safety. I think he's easily a special teamer. Yeah, I like Cam Bynum. Um, he, he did have a, couple, a rough couple days at practice, especially when they put him on the outside. Um, he got a little chippy a couple times, like you said, with Dwayne Eskridge. They were kind of going at it a little bit. Uh, I think he's more suited to be in a slot or if you want to drop him back into a safety position. I think that's where he's going to find his home in the NFL. But, yeah, local kid from Cal going to San Francisco, that's never a bad thing. All right, so, Devin, do you want to quickly run through your picks? I'll run through mine, and then Matt will tell us which one of us is uh, going to be getting that call from John Lynch to join their scouting staff soon. Yeah, so uh, I'll just go through them again. J.C. Horn, Ronnie Perkins, Quinn Miners, James Wiggins, Jamie Newman. Daz Newsom, Janarius Robinson, Thomas Graham, Javian Hawkins, Christian Uphoff, and Bryce Thompson. Just an absurd amount of picks and all players that like both of or all three of us love. So fantastic uh, job there by Devin. I went with the trade up. I got Zach Wilson, Benjamin St. Just from Minnesota, Ben Cleveland, Dalen Hayes, Jalen Moore. Didn't realize I had the rhyming back to back there. Wap Fillier, Tyree Gillespie, Jalen Darden, and Cameron Bynum. Oh, man. We did not make this easy for you. No, these are both fantastic drafts, and I would put I would put an A stamp on either one of them if the 49ers came away with them. Job, but, Mike, man. i got to apologize to you, man. Damn it. i got to apologize <laughs> to you. i got to give it to Devin. Uh, I think he addressed more needs. I think he addressed them earlier, and I think he brought in the guys that are going to come in and be contributors much, much earlier. Nothing to get – I love Zach Wilson. You could have told me Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. I don't care at three. I don't care. <laughs> either one of those guys, I'd be happy with it. Uh but I, I really think I really think Devin just addressed the needs the best right out of the game. Having like four extra picks helps too. It does. It does. And the 49ers special team, like I said, they have so many free agents this year. I think they have like 50 free agents or something like that. It's it's an absurd number. They have very limited cap space to work with. They're going to have to fill this roster with draft picks. And I think Devin's ability to fill not only the needs at the beginning, but all your special teams contributors at the end. I think really just to, and I'm telling you, it's 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 yeah. Razor I don't thing, know. Go guys. and watch this is, Jalen this is Darden, close. and then that that opinion may change. Yeah, I don't know, I, man. I I think I sold him on Daz Newsome, man. I think <laughs> he I did. Think but he took my wide receivers with mine. I I took Daz Newsome. That's his draft card. <laughs> so it's both, open, both, man. Both of you guys missed my favorite wide receiver in the draft. But that's okay. Which would be Austin Watkins at UAB. That's that Devin's guy. guy. 
So we're actually, we're talking, yeah. actually talking to him. So we're recording this on Friday. We're actually talking to him on the Fourth and Gold podcast tomorrow. So awesome. I met I met him down in Mobile. I think he's guy's Adonis. He yeah. stood out so much from every other wide receiver. I think he's going to come in the NFL and crush. Some teams going to take him in the fourth round, and he's just going to be like he's not going to be Justin Jefferson. He's not going to put up a thousand yards his rookie year. But I'll tell you what, this kid can play. This kid can play. I don't know. That, that It was a lot closer than some of these dueling mocks were last year. I think for the Rams, Devin just ran away with it by, like, third round. So <laughs> I will take it, even if it is a narrow defeat. But thank you again for coming on, Matt. That's going to do it for today. As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Apparently, everyone in the draft community would love to have Devin as their assistant general manager, it seems, oh, uh, as of as of Thursday night. You can follow the show oh. on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. And Matt, anything you would like to promote before you get on out of here? And where can the fine folks find you? Yeah, so you can find you can find uh, me on Twitter at Matt Bar underscore two T's two R's underscore. I'm still fighting to get rid of that. I'm trying to get rid of the actor. Matt Barr that has my Twitter handle that I really, really want. Um, and then you can find all, all of my work and everybody else's work from uh, 49ersgoldmine.com. We just started up about two, was it end of February now? About a month and a half ago. Uh, we got a ton of really, 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 really talented people that are way smarter than me. So if you liked my opinions, go read the website because those opinions are a lot better than mine. Uh, again, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on, Matt. We're going to have to do this again soon. Maybe we'll come back afterwards and we'll see who got, who was closer to getting the real draft. Uh, again, thank you so much, guys. We will see you again on Tuesday.